Welcome to The Foundation Podcast, a place where we discuss the masculine by analysing the world around us and taking a look within. Join us on this everlasting journey of self-discovery, knowledge and awareness here on The Foundation Podcast. Right, hello and welcome. This is The Foundation Podcast number three, hosted by myself, Ben Kelleher, also known online as BJ Kells. All right, so for episode three, I'm going to take it a slightly different approach to the discussion. I'm actually going to be talking about a question that was posted on Quora. All right, so for those of you who don't know, Quora is a great little platform for people to post questions about pretty much anything. And then those questions will be answered uh, online from people from all over the world, from all walks of life. Uh, you'll find myself there answering questions from time to time. You know, things I might find interesting or things that I identify with myself, I'll pop a, uh, an answer up there or maybe even ask a question myself to those of you who want to get out amongst it. So today, uh, what I thought, I'd talk about one particular question. It's actually revolving around uh, adoption and growing up and being adopted. So with the podcast, I'll talk a little bit about about, I guess, the mindset that comes uh, with being adopted. And I'm also going to yeah, take that to how that can be applied with you know, parents anywhere. It doesn't matter you know, if you've got adoption happening in your life or not. Um, how the mindset that has evolved for myself from being adopted. Um, and what can be taken away from that and, and use, especially with our kids dealing with you know, self-esteem and fitting in and those sort of issues. So that's where we're going to head uh, in today's episode. So, so what I'll do, I'll actually read the question out now. And the question was, did it bother you to grow up in an adoptive family where both parents were considered a different race from the race you consider yourself to be? So a quick background on myself, I'm Brazilian-born Australian, so I was adopted from Brazil as a baby. I myself have dark skin, so I'm Afro-Brazilian, adopted by, you know, your white Anglo Aussie parents. And with that, I also have a brother who was adopted from Colombia, who was also of dark skin. So growing up... Uh, for me, I can only really speak for myself, but uh, for me, from an early age, you realize you're not quite the same as uh, the usual. You, you know, you're not, you're not the same as what you generally see on, on all the TV shows you watch. You're not generally the same as what you read in, in, the, in the books or what your friends are like when you go to your friend's house or, you know, school and all that sort of stuff. You know, half your, half your family's dark, half your family's white. None of you are related by blood, so that, you know, you don't look the same, all that sort of stuff. And and you really, I guess, get have to get comfortable with that from, a, from an early age. And, you know, I had an awesome, awesome upbringing, you know. My, my parents, you know, loved me and made sure we knew that, that we were loved. They also did the best they could to show us that our family is just like any other family, you know. It's just about being loved, being together, and, and all that good stuff. So I guess 
it really kind of depends on the environment that someone comes up in. You know, for me, I, I, had, I had a great childhood, you know, I had great friends, schooling, all the rest of it. So I guess there wasn't as much of uh, a, a race issue or anything like that. Obviously, for some people, that could, could be a bit more of an issue. Going into, I guess, the psyche. By realizing from that early age that, yep, we are different or I am different. You know, I look different to my brother. I look different to my mother and my father. You know, my family looks different to the people across the road or the, the next door neighbors. You know, my family's got a little bit of a different sort of, uh, I guess, background than, you know, my friends at school and all the rest of it. So then what that does is it, it really, really allows you to be comfortable with the idea of being different. And so you look at, you look at the, the wider social constraints that schools sort of built on in the, in the social context. And obviously for, for kids, especially going through their teens and everything, that social standing is, is, plays a huge, huge part on you know, pretty much everyday life, you know, fitting in is everything. So for some, this can be quite, quite stressful and, and, and quite a burden on, on their soul and their psyche, you know, everything that they do, every little move they make, every bit of clothing they wear, music they listen to, everything is kind of in an attempt to fit into the mold of what is maybe seen as popular or, you know, what is seen as normal and therefore not uh, drawing too much attention to yourself I guess because you know kids and, and teens going through all the hormonal changes body changes all sorts of things happening is that kind of like a wanting to fit in so you don't want to step outside of the parameters or the boundaries of what is seen as normal so yeah kids will do a lot of things to fit into at least some sort of group some sort of structure within the society and within the, the, the school environment and society so you know joining certain sporting teams or joining certain groups that listen to certain music and identifying you know with you know whether it's the rap and gangster wannabe culture or the for us at school, it was, you know, like the, there was the emos and the gangster wannabes, the, the football boys and the surfies and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, every, every school, every society has got their own little groups and cliques and things like that. And kids will do what they can to try and fit into some kind of mold there so that they feel, I guess, secure in not being different. And so for, for me, I already knew I was different. There was no escaping that. It, it wouldn't matter, you know, what, what happened. You know, I could, I could come, you know, everyone could have red hair. I could have, I could go and, you know, dye my hair red the next day. It wouldn't matter. I'd still be different. And so the, the, the brilliant thing about that is I could cruise through school knowing I was different and therefore not having that pressure, not trying so hard to fit someone else's mold, some sort of mold um, to, to the point of, you know, working yourself into a frenzy or the anxieties and all sorts of, you know, un unfortunate and emotional problems that you find teens getting into just to, just to fit that mold. 
And so I guess for me, that definitely would have started with my parents instilling in me that it was about me. I was a good person. I was loved. I, you know, I had all these attributes of a good person and they made sure I knew it. So then I had, I guess, the, the strength and um, just that self-awareness to know that, okay, I'm, I believe I'm a good guy or a decent guy or a decent kid. So if I, if I don't fit in, it's not the end of the world. And I guess, so where does that fit into the adoption thing? Well, then for me, I didn't have a big issue with being different or you know being adopted because I, I knew I, I as a person was a good person, still, still believe that. So it wasn't a big issue. I'm sure there were times where like in any teen, you still have a little bit of a... Um, you know, identity moment or, you know, as, as you evolve and try and find your place in, in society as you become a young adult, you know, yeah, things definitely happen and you might think a different way, but all in all, you know, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've never had any major issues with being, being adopted or being of another c complexion or race to members of my family. Um, so... How, how can any parent, you know, any father or any mother or whatever, how can they take that and, and, and use that? Well, obviously it's, a, it's about instilling that, that self-pride and, and knowing who you are deep down, knowing that you are a good person or, or loved or, you know, talented, whatever it is, to the point where, again, you... you Whilst, yeah, you want to have friends, you want to fit in and, and have a great time, whether it's at school or, or further on in life and things like that. But obviously we're talking about the kids. Uh, but you can also be comfortable within yourself to say, hey, like, I get it. You guys are doing that. However, I want to do this. And you can go and do X, Y, and Z. Uh, a, a great example is, is the fact that um, in, in the last two years of my schooling, I went and chose drama as a subject. I don't think any of my friends within my circle were, were choosing drama. And at first I thought, oh, maybe I should just choose, you know, one, one of the other subjects that I know a lot of my friends are in. So then at least I'll be with my friends, you know, that sort of strength in numbers type thing, you know, you're at least with the people you know. So I guess that comfort, that comfort zone thing. But I thought, you know what, I feel like doing this drama thing. And I was comfortable in myself enough to step out of the comfort of that circle of friends and that group to go and do something different. You know, it's, it's only what, three or four classes periods of the, of, the, of the week that you're going to do it. You, you know, you're not going to suddenly die because, you know, you're not with your mates for a, a, couple, of, a couple of times throughout the week. But that's just one little example of, again, that sort of being comfortable and strong within yourself allowed me to do what I felt like doing and what I wanted to do rather than what I thought, whether it's society or, or your peer group would want you to do. And I think that's, that's a really, really deep and important thing as, as a young child growing up. And of course, then as, as the parents instilling that within your young child growing up, because, you know, as, as great as 
you know, the advancement of technology and social media and everything is, you know, it's, it's allowing us to do awesome things like this, like make a podcast. But obviously the, the flip side is from a very, very young age, kids are open to not just the peer group within their street or within their school or their team, but they're open to the peer group and the cohort within the world. So anyone that is of their age group that is online, kids have access to. So now you're not only sort of, I guess, getting the the, the peer pressure, if you want to call it that, you know, the, the pressure of wanting to fit in from, you know, the 90 to 150 kids in your grade, in your, your year level, you're now also getting that from the millions of kids who are also jumping online. So, you know, kids are watching and looking at Instagram. I shouldn't say just kids because, you know, adults do it too. I mean, have a look, go sit down at the cafe or on, on the bus or whatever and you watch people's fingers or thumbs. What are they doing? They're swiping, swiping, swiping because we're all doing it. We're all looking at our peers aren't we? We're all, we're all looking at our peers, judging what they're doing, maybe judging ourselves. And I guess for adults, or you would hope as adults who are somewhat level-headed, you can sort of differentiate between, okay, these people look great in their Instagram account, but that's, you know, a small 10% window, tiny little snippet of their lives and you know that the magic 10% that they're willing to share as opposed to maybe the other 90% that isn't going so well or just is just average and normal and probably not so extravagant whereas for a young person who is still in that mindset of everything's about fitting in and being similar and being normal and being the same you know if it what seems like their peer group being normal is you know raging and parties or being normal as this being some sort of skinny supermodel or whatever it is then I guess there's that added pressure if you will of really really wanting to fit in not just from the kids that you actually have that face-to-face interaction with but also the ones that you have no interaction with other than you know liking and commenting and emojis and all the rest of that sort of stuff um And you have a look at some of the most successful people in life. They're, they're not the norm. They're not the average, are they? They're not the ones that just fit in and fit the mold. Most, some of the most influential and successful people that we know or look up to or, or search on, on these Instagram and Facebook and whatever sites are the ones that probably didn't fit in at school, are the ones that had a different mindset a different outlook on things maybe a bit more of a creative flair in somewhere in some fashion um maybe we're a little more focused and ocd about you know certain areas of their life which might have been seen as being a bit odd and a bit weird when they were younger but you know 10 15 years later when all of a sudden your social standing at school means absolutely nothing and this guy's driving around in a Ferrari or buying houses because that OCD turned into a company. That OCD turned into developing apps or, you know, buying businesses and all the rest of it. So it's definitely pays to, as a parent, instill self-worth, self-confidence, 
instill the fact that they are loved and supported no matter whether they fit in, don't fit in, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, they only have themselves to prop, prop themselves up, you know? It doesn't matter what your, your friends or your peers or sometimes even your parents say, like, if you have that inner ability to pick yourself up and say, I know exactly who I am, and that is probably the one of the most powerful things as, as a young person you can do, let alone as, a, as, as an adult, you know, because it's going to allow you to see the world in such a different light rather than sort of a very sort of single-minded, one-track, you know, everyone's painting in red. Okay, where's the red paint? I need to do that too. When there's, you know, that one kid on the side in the corner who's doing their own thing and they're painting in all sorts of colors of the rainbow. And whilst, okay, you know, you look the same as your friends, so therefore you fit in. Guess who gets the extra marks? Or guess who's probably going to become the the world-renowned painter in 20 years? Yeah, the, the one painting in all colors of the rainbow, absolutely. Um, I guess bringing it back to that adoption thing. You know, for anyone who, a parent or otherwise... You know, I think adoption is, 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 is a beautiful thing. And it can really, really foster some extraordinary ad- attributes in, in kids and in, in, in adults. Um, and definitely it's not something to ever be ashamed of or, or think, oh, it's, it's different, it's, it's a bit weird. I know we're probably well, well past that in today's society for sure. Um, but it's definitely, definitely helped me look at, at, at life in a very different light. And I think I'm blessed because I, could, I see, I look back at my schooling and I think, wow, like I had it really easy. You know, things were really great for me at school. I had great friends and it seemed like I was always just happy to, happy to be and happy to do things. You know, you, you hear some of the stories and some of the things that go on at school for kids and it's like, wow. Some kids are really doing it tough. Um, and you, you hate to see that sort of things, but especially being a parent, let alone just, just in general. Um, so yeah, if there's, if there's one thing anyone can take away from this podcast, and I apologize, it's not as structured as I would have liked, but it's just something that I saw, like I said, on, on Cora, and I thought, you know, I really want to get out there and I really want to talk about it. Um, so thank you, thank you for listening, and yeah, really just take away from it what you will. But for me, the main thing is just self-worth, self-love, and a little bit of that in, intrinsic motivation just to be, just to be yourself. And if you can instill that in your kids, I, I guarantee they're going to have a much better, better time going through school and any other social aspects that obviously arise as, as life goes on. All right, guys, so thank you for listening. Please do subscribe. Tell a friend if you like what you heard, and please feel free to uh, suggest anything else you want, you want to talk about. As always, stay safe, respect yourself, be the foundation. I look forward to getting into it again with you guys real soon.